2020 eyesight, you get it? The year of clear vision. Well, knowing what we know now, we indeed have a very clear vision of the dramatic change of life and how it has impacted us. We had no idea what we were really referring to when we were doing those social media memes. It went far beyond what our imagination would take us. My wife and I were returning from vacation on March 11th of 2020. And it was less than a week later (laughs) that we found ourselves working from home. The fear of the previously little-known COVID-19 virus shut down everything. Amen? Shut down everything. It was inconceivable that we would experience such a dramatic and unprecedented change, but it has impacted virtually every aspect of our public life, and it has impacted millions all over the world. What was supposed to be a temporary change has remained in place now for more than a year, going on two years. But it has been at a tremendous personal cost for many of us. I won't get into all the costs, but you can imagine some did not come through it. The greatest impact has been on our emotional health and especially our spiritual health. Were you not being challenged spiritually when this all hit? You were seeing life totally differently. Of course it had to challenge you. We all were faced with very important decisions to help us deal with these matters. All kinds of decisions had to be made. We had to decide how we were going to live. We had to decide what we were going to do. We had to decide how we were going to cope. And some of those decisions may have even branched out into the financial area too. You know, getting money from your 401k, doing things that you you couldn't normally do, but you were allowed to do for what? The better of what? Taking care of yourself and your family. Very important decisions. And there may be still additional significant decisions looming right now in your life. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Now, if you're looking for a return to normal, I humbly suggest that you don't look for that. Let's start there. The way things used to be may be forever changed. So I'm letting you down easy right now. Now, you may have figured it out on your own, but your expectation of it going back to the way it was, you know, some of us old timers, we like to go back to the way things were. Well, we're not going back to that. I suggest you focus on instead how God wants you to remain relevant and purposeful in today's fast-paced world and into the future. Relevant and purposeful. That's what we need to do. 
Remember the old saying, life happens fast? It does. Life happens very fast. Now let's keep up the pace. Because that's what we need to do. Keep up the pace. If life is happening fast, we need to keep up the pace. Keep up the pace of life in the strength of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's one thing if you try to do it by yourself, like this, but the reality is is that that's not what we're talking about. It's doing everything that you do with Jesus Christ present. Make your significant life decisions with prayerful consideration. Prayerful consideration. All right, what are significant life decisions? Let's define that. Significant is the key word here. Significant refers to having or likely to have a major effect. Or if you want to just use one word, important. Important. Significant refers to important things. Our significant life decisions are hardly trivial ones. Amen? They're not trivial. They mean a great deal to us and they can have a tremendous impact that can change the course of our life and can even impact the lives of others around us. They're very important. Significant life decisions may not be what you think. The obvious decisions involve major purchases such as a house or a car. But please consider this. Significant decision-making over matters such as a career change, over marriage, over areas of service for Jesus Christ, they don't involve spending a dime. But nonetheless, they're very important. I hate when stuff like this happens when you're trying to get something out important. Amen? Satan, get behind me. For those of you in a second career as a senior citizen, because that's essentially what life is, isn't it? You have your first career, and then you have a second career as a senior citizen. You may have a number of significant decisions in front of you. Some of you have already made them. But they include where you want to retire, (laughs) whether or not to downsize, How about, yeah, downsize, right? Move closer to family and on and on. These are all important decisions. They're significant. I've learned that as I get older, my days seem to get even busier. Amen? Just busier. I can't figure that out. (laughs) A lot of planning and preparation often takes place as we get older. No question about it. But we are reminded that without God's grace and mercy, we would not even be where we are right now. Amen? Without God's grace and mercy, you wouldn't be here anyway. (laughs) So we need to keep it in perspective, don't we? As long as we have breath, we are to move along with his guidance as we praise him with our lips. Amen? He is worthy of our praise. Amen? 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 I know y'all heard me. 
I'm prayerful that you take this moment now to sit back and relax. Don't fall asleep, but sit back and relax and expand your thinking as you ponder God's direction for you in many different areas of your life. Because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Amen? There's a truth for you. You can't go backwards. Here's a truth. Significant decision-making requires substantial prayer. Amen? Significant decision-making requires substantial prayer. It is how you are to keep up with life's hectic pace. Even when life is moving fast, you can put on the brakes wherever you are. You can slow down. You can find a quiet place. You can take a deep breath and pray for godly wisdom in all your decision making. How many of you do that? Slow down. Put the brakes on. Slow down. Take a moment. Go to a quiet place. Take deep breaths. Relax yourself. And pray for godly wisdom. I recommend it highly that you do that every day. Highly. I'm going to challenge you too. If you really want to deepen your relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ, do what I just described. When it's quiet, you can hear him better. Amen? There's a big difference between praying on the fly, which praying on the fly means you're moving around, you're always busy. You know, It's okay to do that on occasion, but there's a big difference between praying on the fly and praying in a place of quiet and solitude. Big difference. The more that you challenge Jesus as you meditate on his word, the more growth you're going to see in your relationship with him. He's never going to deny you or disregard your efforts to seek after him. He will never deny that. He welcomes it. The Bible has answers that address our significant decision-making, our anxious moments and our moments when we face uncertainty in the present and the future. Let's take a brief survey of these Bible verses and see what God says about all of this. Um, Please go to Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. I can probably remember in the last few sermons I've done, I've covered Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know why? Because it has a lot to do with where we are today in this world. And these verses that keep coming to me are great reminders for all of us. Because if you look everywhere else, and look around you in the world today, you'll get anxious. But it says in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, don't worry about anything. Amen? Don't worry about anything. This is the Christian Standard Bible version. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
But notice it says prayers and petitions with thanksgiving. Prayer is an element that you cannot leave out of this. You can't leave it out. And we already know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know him, and he will make your paths straight. We need straight paths, don't we? When you're in the wilderness, there better be a path there leading somewhere. God provides the paths for us as we stay in prayer. We've heard these time and again. And they give us a glimpse of how God can guide us in our important decisions. But now, we need to go further as we look at what we can do to get through these difficult times and elevate our efforts. Go further to triumph in our faith in Jesus Christ. Every day you're alive, you're still learning. Amen? Amen? You're still learning. There's more to take in. There's more to learn as we do this. I'm still learning. I sure don't have it all together. I promise you. I mean, I may try to you know, look like I have it together, but I don't have it all together. None of us do. Our previous message of making a pact with Jesus Christ. What were those words again, Charles? No, I'm just I'm not going to mess with you with that. <laughs> we did this a long time ago. Pray, ask, consult, and trust. Those are all the, that's what the pact means, okay? It starts what? With, oh, with the act of what? Prayer. Starts with prayer. Everything that we do ultimately should start with prayer. That's exactly where we should be as a people. Amen. Everything we do. Notice how the other items mentioned here require prayer as you seek godly wisdom. I mean, if you're asking someone, if you're consulting with someone, or you're trusting someone, guess what? Prayer is involved in that too. If you're looking for good advice, you ought to be praying for that. Amen? To keep up the pace in life, your prayer time is valuable time. You know how we cheapen sometimes the time we uh, give to doing devotions? Do you put a value on it? You should. It's valuable time. Arguably, it's the most important time of your day. Amen? I see people acknowledging that. It arguably is the most important time of your day. It's valuable. What happens when you don't have that time? You miss out. You feel like you missed something. Ask God to open your heart and mind to grow in your ways of prayerful expression. He wants to teach you to pray. He wants to teach you how to pray. He wants you to develop your prayer life as you go. We should all be developing our, prayers, our prayer life. We should be beyond, be beyond just saying the words, Jesus wept. Amen? Take a look at Ezekiel chapter 36. I want to look at this passage here because I want you to see something that God can do to help you in your process of developing 
your prayer life, if you're praying for something significant in your life, you're going to want to have the touch of the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to help you through this process and develop and grow you more in expressing your prayers. Knowing how to articulate them, knowing how to form them in your mind, knowing how to develop them to a point where we just go beyond the general prayers. Lord, heal me. Lord, heal them. Be more specific. We'll get to that later. But look at Ezekiel 36, verses 25 through 27. This is the New Living Translation. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. There is a change that's taking place in this passage. A change from your old self to a new self that is malleable and being formed through the power of the Spirit reaching through and down into you. Changing your heart. Changing your perspective. Changing the way you develop your relationship with the Lord. You're getting closer. It's getting stronger. And now he's going to show you how to pray. How to communicate with him. The Lord talks about changing our hearts in this passage. Changing your heart of stone, and some other passages have used the word heart of flesh. Now, I'm not going to get into a big class about the flesh word, but the flesh word is usually taken with a negative connotation if you look at it from how we look at Scripture. Amen? But the point being made here is not about just saying a fleshly heart, we're talking about having a heart of tenderness, a heart of sensitivity, a heart of responsiveness to his wisdom and instruction. That's what's being referred to here. It's a teaching that we need to understand. And I like the way the New Living Translation says it, a tender, responsive heart, because that's what's being communicated. So we determine that prayer must be a dominant force in significant decision-making. We're to pray early and often, amen? Pray early and often. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says what? Pray always. Pray constantly. As we remain prayerful, we want to reflect on God's goodness throughout our deliberation efforts. It provides confidence that you and Jesus within the relationship are partners in faith. Partners in faith. Because that's what you are. To make the best decisions for you, your family, and others. In other words, you should feel confident if you've prayed over something and deliberated over it and wrestled with God with it and talked to Him about it, that you're making a great, important decision. Because you've had that time with the Lord and he gives you guidance. Note of caution here. God will let you do whatever you want to do. 
If you choose to go a different way, he's leading you to another direction, he'll let you do it. So keep that in mind to make sure that he knows what's best for all of us. And sometimes we don't always want his best. Amen? Sometimes we don't. So we have to look at ourselves in that area. We want to be able to hear from the Lord, don't we? Look at Psalm 69.16. Turn to Psalm 69.16. We always want to hear from him. We want to get the best information. We want to hear him to answer. But we do so with the understanding that his answers are always going to be good. They're good for us. He wants what's best for us. Amen? Do you believe that? He wants what's best for us. We sometimes don't do that. We don't do what's best for us. We do stuff that gets us in trouble. Amen? We do stuff that gets us messed up sometimes. Amen? Amen? Yeah. We, if we're honest about who we are, we got a lot of work to do when it comes to overcoming our fleshly desires. But look at what it says here in Psalm 69, 16. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. He absolutely will hear you and listen to you. If you want to moan and complain about stuff, he'll listen to you. Amen? How many of you have had a little, mo- a little uh, pity party slash moaning and complaining time before the Lord? Maybe even recently. <laughs> He'll listen to you. May not change a whole lot. Psalm 145.5 says, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. He wants us to have this relationship, everybody. He wants us to come to him. Not in just mere words, but with heart with the action part of your heart a lot of us say a lot of great stuff yeah i love the lord and we act as crazy as all get out when we leave here amen we do stuff we know we shouldn't be doing for goodness sake don't play games with your faith I don't need to see anybody in here who's lying about what they're doing. You're not fooling God. You sure ain't fooling Jesus. This is serious stuff. If you really want to develop your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then you need to act like it. Live like his word says. Don't just do stuff for your own satisfaction. Remember what we just got through saying? When we do stuff on our own, we sometimes get ourselves in trouble. And we pay for that trouble for a long time. A long time. Psalm 145.9 says, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over all his works. All of his works, including you. You are his work. You are, his, you are his possession. You, Because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you belong to him. 
And he has extended to us grace and mercy as he's taught us. Sometimes some hard lessons. But they're all good lessons. Because we need to be taught. You keep up the pace in the world by keeping up with Jesus and reflecting in his presence. Keep up with Jesus. Before making that significant decision final, whatever it is that you're praying about, whatever whatever it is that you're looking to do that's very important, that's coming up on the agenda, you should do the following. Number one, pray for godly wisdom. Pray for godly wisdom. That's number one. I mention it because, A, it's obvious, right? But, B, we don't always follow godly wisdom. Sometimes we pray to ourselves. But that's not using godly wisdom. Go to James chapter 1, verse 5, please. James 1, 5. James 1.5. English Standard Version, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Now, you could stop and put a sentence there by itself. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Because that's what we should be doing. And then it says, Who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It will be given him. Ask generously. He gives it generously. Ask as often as you need to. Just keep asking. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom from above is pure, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I love that part where it says open to reason. Go ahead and work it out with him. Use reason. And he'll give you reason back. (laughs) It may not be what you want to hear, but we need to grow up. Sometimes God's going to tell you stuff you don't want to hear. But you have to understand where that's coming from. Your flesh will not accept his good reason. That's why I said we need to grow up. Because you don't get your way, you don't act a fool. You shouldn't. Amen? Our greatest struggle in decision making is putting aside your own will, your own desires, and yielding to the wisdom that comes from the Lord, that's impartial and sincere. That's what it said in that last passage, James 3.17. It's impartial and sincere. We receive nothing but truth from God. Amen? Do we receive anything but truth from God? God doesn't play games with us like people do. We have some people that we know, you're not really quite sure if they're telling you the truth at all when you talk to them. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Because it's important for us to understand that God's wisdom starts everything. And then we drill down further into this. Number two, 
pray for godly discernment. Pray for godly discernment. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, But test everything. Hold fast what is good. What if it ain't good, you ain't going to hold on to it. Amen? That's what that passage means. Test everything, but hold fast what is good. That should be natural for us. Good stuff. Analyzing the things that you do. If it's not good, then why are you doing it? Why are you holding on to it? You have to ask yourself that question. Godly discernment. Go to 1 John 4, 1. 1 John 4, verse 1. The company that you keep is very, very important. In the midst of your significant life decisions and and just living in general, the company that you keep is very important. And honestly, for those of us who are goofy and messing around, sometimes being around somebody who's got some sense and knows what's going on, that's really good for us. Still doesn't account for your own behavior. But honestly, sometimes those influences are really important, the positive ones. And we don't have our act together. Look what it says in 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Now, that tells you something right there. We're going into the spiritual warfare thing. Okay? And there's different kinds of spirits. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. I know there were a couple of times I had some bad, I had a bad insurance policy deal with somebody, and I don't, I don't think it was intentional. It was just, it was a bad decision on my part to buy it because that's up, that's on me, right? If I buy a bad policy, I'm going to get a bad policy. I didn't pray about it enough. And sometimes we have to look at things for what they are. Colossians 2.8. Turn to that. I don't want to gloss over the false prophets part, but there are people out there who don't have any good intended for you. Amen? If, if, it's, if they're following Satan, if they're coming from the powers and principalities that are at war with God, they don't have anything good intended for you. Just recognize that. That's all. Discernment. The company that you keep. Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Stuff that don't mean nothing. And you're messing around wallowing in it. According to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. In other words, anything that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, stay away from it. Stay away from it. Get away from it. Get away and stay away from it. That's what we have to do. I love Colossians. That's a great passage, Colossians 2.8. 
That's your homework. And look at Romans 12, 2. In the midst of getting discernment, you're also being sanctified by God's presence. You're learning more. You're growing more. There's, there's a huge upside to this. Prayer has a huge upside. You believe that? Amen? Amen? Prayer has a huge upside. Romans 12, 2, English Standard Version. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Discern God's will. Discerning God's will. For those who remain faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and respect and, rend- and make sure that they pay attention to his will, God's not going to deny you anything. Now that's a matter of faith, isn't it? That's a matter of faith. But he keeps his promises. If whatever you do is in his will, keep moving. Keep going. Keep going in that direction. For those of you who said amen to uh, finding a place to retire, amen. If it's in his will, pack your bags, brother. If you're a child of God, he has no reason to say, "Uh uh-uh, if it's in his will. Now, if it's not in his will, he'll redirect you. Don't worry. That's going to happen. He'll put you where you want to be, where he wants you to be. Sometimes it's not what we had planned. Amen? That's all right. I'd rather be in his will than be someplace else where I'm out of it. At the end of the day, that's what you want. On the ocean near the shoreline, the only way to see your way through the fog is to not only use your lights from your boat, but also be guided by the light at the top of the lighthouse. Remember that. That lighthouse is pretty important, especially if the light's working. It is that primary source of light that provides perspective and guidance for the ship operator. Without that perspective, you don't know where you're going. This is how we are to receive discernment in our decision making. Don't just trust your own way of seeing things. Amen? Because you might see something really good, but don't just trust that as being the only way to see things. Trust in Jesus and anchor yourself in discernment as he shows you what is good. And when you look at something, if you think it looks good, and all of a sudden Jesus gets involved, it looks terrible after that. What you thought was really cool ain't nothing to mess around with. He will show you what's not beneficial. Finally, number three. Here's a challenge for all of you. Pray with specificity. Specificity. It's the word specific. And then, and add the idiot at the end. <laughs> specificity. 
That's how it's pronounced. This is a matter of faith, growth, and confidence in how Jesus responds to your prayer with wonderful and amazing specifics. Specific prayers. If you're a person who's skeptical as to how God answers prayer, you should get a journal. You should start writing down your prayer requests. If you really want to see how he works in this, this is going to move you to a place now where you'll see how God works, not on your timing, but on his timing. And sometimes those specific prayers do take some time. Especially if you're talking about healings, amen? Sometimes they take a long time. That's the most relevant one for for a lot of us, amen? But it's going to move you to a place where you can see how God answers prayer and much more than just general prayers. That's what I was talking about earlier. More than general prayers. Pray specifically. I'll use my dad as an example. I'm praying for my dad. My dad has cancer in his stomach, but it has the, the tumor has shrunk over time. And the option was for the doctors to say, well, we can go in and remove it, uh, whatever is left, whatever it is. I've been praying. That hasn't happened yet. It's been shrinking. I've been praying specifically, God, you, you don't, let's heal this cancer without you having to cut into my dad. That's a specific prayer. Now, we have yet to see if that's going to happen. But ultimately, we have to do what? Trust in his will. Whatever his will is, whatever, it, whatever way he's moving, that's what we're trusting in. But that's what I mean by specific prayers. Specific. He's going to answer them. He's going to guide your significant decision-making with the best available wisdom and knowledge. He's going to give you the best available wisdom and knowledge. We've all had to navigate through what has happened over the past year and a half with what? The best available wisdom and knowledge, but the best knowledge comes from Jesus Christ. Not from what men say. Not from what people say. People can speculate you to death. Amen? That's the loudest amen in here today, eh? It's God's wisdom that got you through. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Go ahead and turn to that so you can look at it. Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3. It's a great passage because it's showing you that God will show you things because you put enough faith in him, you never would have seen them. You never would have realized them. Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. You're still learning. Mark eleven twenty four. Here's a, a, a challenge for you. Look at this, this, this verse here and see what it says about specific prayer. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Remember what I said. If it's in his will, it's as good as done. That's also a matter of faith. 1 John 5.14 And this is the confidence we have toward him 
that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Are you praying in God's will? Are your prayers falling to the floor and going nowhere? If you're praying according to His will, He hears you. That's our challenge. That's our challenge. So the most important things you can do, take the time in a deliberate manner to pray. Pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray with specificity. As believers, we get caught up too much in just general stuff. Lord, help me. Okay, that's, that's fine. What do you need help with? Articulate it. Figure it out. See what the Lord does. I'm going to trust that this is an area of practice that will only help you as you stretch your faith. You ready to stretch your faith? Start praying with specificity. See what happens. Ready to stretch your faith? Try that. Now, I'm not bragging on myself. My wife has listened to me say this before about praying with specifics. She finds out it does work. You tell the Lord what you want. But you have to challenge him on that. It's got to come out of your mouth. It's got to come out of your heart. It's got to come out of your way of thinking. Stay positive and stay focused on Jesus Christ. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. He's going to give you what you need. Exactly what you need. Especially as you're making significant decisions in your life. My prayer for you is that you keep up life's pace with the best companion you can ever have. It's your partner in faith. That's Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to hear you speak truth to us. We thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. Lord, just bless us right now as we learn more about the importance of prayer and developing our prayer life and continuing to learn and grow as we speak to you and as you speak to us. We thank you for how the Holy Spirit sanctifies us makes us more and more like you as we learn more about you. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your encouragement. We just give you the thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.